everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Great American Senior Show. I'm your gray-haired host, Sam Yates. And today I'm fortunate enough to be at the world headquarters for Triton Submarines. Now you're going, submarines, Triton, that's exciting. Well, I have none other than the founder of Triton Submarines, Patrick Leahy, with me here today. Patrick, welcome to the program. Well, thank you very much, Sam. It's a pleasure to be here with you, and I look forward to our discussion. You know, we've had a, an opportunity to chat a bit prior to the program here, but tell me a little bit about yourself. Let's let's set the stage with who you are first. Well, uh, I was born and raised in Ottawa, Ontario, Canada, about as far away from the ocean as you can get. But for some reason, I was lucky enough to live in Barbados for a few years while my, house, my dad was building some houses, and that left a, a pretty lasting impression on my young mind. Uh, the ocean was something I was pretty enamored by uh, at a young age. And so when I uh, got old enough to learn how to scuba dive at the age of 13, I, I was lucky enough to have my father indulge me, allowed me to, to become a diver. And then when I was 18 years of age, I decided against my parents' wishes to become a commercial diver, which uh, you know, was maybe not the best choice, but for me was a very exciting uh, moment. And looking around your office, for those who are listening in right now, one of the first things I spotted was the hat in the corner. That's right. That's a commercial diving helmet. That's actually a, a Russian helmet. That's a, a Mark V. Um, although I didn't work in Mark Vs, uh, you know, they were something we were exposed to at school. Uh, I used the more contemporary versions of that type of helmet. But yeah, my job essentially after going through commercial diving school was to become uh, a construction worker that worked underwater predominantly on oil platforms in looking to my right to the mark V that's on top of the file cabinets there is a photo next to that helmet and there's a young man in it that's right that was me at the age of uh, i think i was 19 in that picture uh, young and dumb like a bag of hammers but uh, full of enthusiasm for the career I had chosen and the opportunity to work in the sea, which was something that I was uh, fully committed to at that age. One of our target audiences, we have many uh, investors included, uh, but uh, folks all around the world, uh, seniors. So do you mind if I ask, how old are you? Yeah, not at all. I'm 59 years of age. I'll be 60 in April. And uh, it's been a pretty interesting career that I've had. I've been very, very fortunate. I think I was lucky that I found something that that interested me at a young age and uh, that I was lucky enough to stay in that same sort of lane, if you will, all the way through to, uh, to present. And I ask that question also for a particular reason, because a lot of people think, I'm getting older. I can't do that. But you are still doing, and you're not only doing you're setting the standards by which people are going, wow, to the bottom of the ocean. That's right. Well, I'm not doing it alone. I have a lot of help. I want to put that in there because while I'm the co-founder of Triton Submarines, along with my business partner, Bruce Jones, uh, we have some extraordinarily talented people that uh, I get to work with every day. Uh, you know, and, and I think that's really what accounts for the magic, you know, why we're able to build such great vehicles. 
And I like the way you put that, that the magic in it. Uh, you, you have, uh, for our audience, you know, uh, Mr. Leahy has a twinkle in his eye and a <laughs> smile on his face from ear to ear. Uh, you can tell that magic has not gone away, which leads me then to the next question. This is one part of your career, and I know you're going to continue doing it, but what's your next big challenge with Triton? Well, you know, at Triton, we're constantly uh, confronting and, you know, overcoming challenges. I think it's just part of the, the landscape or seascape for us. I think our next, well, we're in the midst of developing two pretty interesting vehicles. We're building the deepest diving acrylics uh, pressure hull equipped sub right now at our facility in San Cugat, just outside of Barcelona, Barcelona. in Spain. Mm-hmm. And that submarine will carry three people and dive to 7,500 feet, or about 2,300 meters, which is an extraordinary feat when you consider that uh, nobody's ever been able to dive in a transparent pressure hull equipped sub to that depth before. It really is a great demonstration of how far we've come. Ultimately, we'd like to be able to build a sub that could take you to any depth in the ocean with a transparent pressure hull. Unfortunately, Acrylic, the material that we use in our shallower diving subs, and I say shallow, it's not really shallow, but in the subs that go to depths of 4,000 meters is acrylic. But the acrylic is not strong enough to take you all the way to the bottom of the ocean. So we're working, if you, if you will, on our next great challenge, which is to develop a sub with a pressure boundary made of glass that could take you to uh, the deepest and most remote parts of our oceans, which we've done already with a titanium uh, pressure hull equipped sub that had acrylic windows in it. But now we'd like to give people that fully immersive experience of being inside of a transparent pressure boundary because it is so much more compelling than looking out viewports. And, you know, I'm going to put on my geeky hat here a little bit because I always do a little research. And when I saw uh, acrylic, I did a little research there and, and acrylic actually gets stronger with depth just before it breaks is that uh, well true? it won't break necessarily what it could do is it would yield it would start yield. to mm-hmm. it would start to to deform yep. uh, fortunately you know our vehicles are designed to work well within the operational limits of the material and what we do is we adjust the diameter and the thickness of the acrylic pressure boundaries to suit the target diving depth And in the case of the one that I've just mentioned being built in Barcelona, that pressure boundary will be 320 millimeters thick, which is almost about 13 inches of of acrylic. Now, you'd think, wow, 13 inches of acrylic, it must be really distorted, but it isn't. If you put a panel of acrylic in front of you that is 13 inches thick and you put a book on the other side of it, at least the material that we use in our subs, you can read that book. I mean, it is optically perfect it, it doesn't I mean it, you you, um, you almost feel as though the material isn't there in fact acrylic has a really unique characteristic in that it has the same refractive index as water almost the same so when you submerge in a submersible that has a transparent pressure hull made of acrylic it's almost like the hull vanishes that there's nothing between you and the environment that you're exploring and you feel almost like the fish could swim into the cabin or you could reach out and touch them and that makes the experience very immersive and very powerful emotionally since we are an audio podcast uh, your website is the best place for those people who listen right now the best place for them to go and see 
what you're talking about. And your website, what is your website? It's tritonsubs.com. That's T-R-I-T-O-N-S-U-B-S.com. And you're right. On that site, not only can you explore all of the different models that we've created, I think there's 14 or so different models, but you've got some great video and some great pictures that you can see from different expeditions that we've been lucky enough to participate in over the last 15 years as the company's been in business. It's really, uh, if you're interested in the ocean, you're interested in exploring, uh, the website is great. There's lots of really good content. You know, before, for our audience, before we actually started recording, we were chatting a bit here in Mr. Leahy's office, and uh, we were talking about your early days. And I think I can actually remember back to your early days, Fort Lauderdale Boat Show 12, 15 years ago. <laughs> I was looking for a new Boston whaler, and I came upon a display, and uh, you guys were, were there. And, and not a lot of people took you for uh, took you for being serious and getting into this business, but you've made quite a journey. That's right. I would say that initially there was quite a bit of skepticism, uh, maybe even fear uh, surrounding the idea, this notion of a submersible on a yacht. And I think a lot of that has to do with the typical sort of stereotypes that we have of a, of a submarine. You know, people think submarine, they think people choking on poisonous gas, you know, depth charges going off, you know, that sort of thing. Well, a submersible is very different from a, a submarine. First of all, we've got nobody shooting at us. You know, there's no <laughs> torpedoes involved. Uh, these vehicles are built for exploration. Uh, they're more of a vertical probe. You know, a submersible is designed to allow people to visit and explore uh, really very deep parts of our oceans, much deeper than you would ever go in a uh, in a military submarine. But certainly in the early days that you're referring to of Triton, when we would go to boat shows, people would laugh as they walked by our booth and say, you know, look at Looney Tunes over here. He wants to put a, a submarine on a yacht. What a dumb idea that is. Well, you know, in hindsight, it wasn't a dumb idea. It may have been an idea before its time. Uh, I think it ultimately is an inspired idea. And I think actually yachting is almost the perfect environment for our products because you've got clients that have the wherewithal to afford them because they're expensive and they have by and large a fascination with the ocean uh, they tend to be pretty adventurous by nature you know these yacht owners they like to go places and see things and do things and i think what really changed the narrative for us was having a couple of people buy subs go on some extraordinary dives, you know, things that left a really indelible impression on them, and then to talk about it. So that that really is what I think shifted. And we went from being a product on the fringes that only crazy people would think of buying to now something that almost anybody who's building a new adventure-based yacht is going to want to have. And that transitions into some other uses that um, I'm, I'm going to ask you first, can you come back for another episode? Of course, I'd be delighted to. Because we're going to go into some of those other uses, and I think our audience is going to be fascinated at what is coming with Triton subs uh, and the cruise industry and a few other things. It's, that's just a little teaser. Before we uh, wrap up this portion of our, our program, though, give us an idea of the types. I know they range from A to Z, and relatives, uh, but what are the different types that you manufacture? Well, the submersibles vary in capacity and diving depth. So we have uh, a sub that will carry a single person, 
and we have a sub that will carry as many. We have a, a sub that will carry sixty-six people, and and sort of everything in between. Then we've got subs that will dive to just a couple hundred meters, or about six hundred and fifty, six hundred and sixty feet, and then we have a sub that will go to the very deepest point in the ocean, thirty-six thousand feet, or eleven thousand meters, uh, very deepest point in the ocean. So uh, the majority of our products tend to be focused in the 1,000-meter diving depth range, or about uh, 3,300 feet. And uh, those tend to carry anywhere from you know, two to as many as seven uh, people. And you know they're expensive, but they allow people to go to a part of our world they simply couldn't reach any other way. And I think that's, that's something that we need to create an awareness of we do and i'll tell you something if you make a dive in a submersible i guarantee you it will leave an indelible impression it will be something you'll never forget and it almost without exception we have people that come out of a sub and say that was the most most incredible thing i've ever done and the reason they say that is because it's completely different than what they expected you know this idea that it's going to be dark and scary and devoid of life couldn't be further from the truth. And I think when you're in there and you get to see the ocean from the perspective of a submersible with the lights on, and you see how brilliant and exciting and how vibrant it is, it, it will create, if you're not an ocean advocate already, you'll become one. And that is something we're also going to talk about. What do the subs cost? Well, they range from about two and a half million dollars all the way up to about $35 million. Mm-hmm with the majority of them clustered in the three and a half to six million dollar range. And that is an important note because that means that at those prices, there are certain venues that can afford to get the price, begin a business or supplement a business and make money off of that. So it's all of a sudden something they can look at their their uh, end of year report and go you know what next year we're going to add this to what we're doing because it will increase our revenues and I, and I think that's happening sure the majority of our products these days are being put onto private motor yachts mm-hmm. but you alluded to something that has recently changed which is we're now seeing cruise ships the more adventure focused cruise ships that go to out-of-the-way places and take guests who are maybe a little bit more interested in an adventure than just going to the next port. Uh, We're starting to see interest from these companies in incorporating a submersible on board so that you can offer the guests on the ship an experience both on the water and above the water like helicopters and, and stuff like that but you can now take them and show them what's beneath the sea, beneath the surface. Fascinating. Patrick, I do want to thank you for this portion of our program, and you're going to come back? Absolutely. Great. And we're going to have episode number two, and we'll go into some more details of everything that is Triton. In the meantime, I'm Sam Yates, your gray-haired host of the Great American Senior Show, and that's how our program ends.